uh, how do you live a holy life is stop trying and just be. That's what it says. Be reconciled to God. We, we be, we, we're begging you, as Apostle Paul says. He goes, we have this gospel message, good news message of reconciliation, right? We're ambassadors for Christ. And it says, we have this message of reconciliation. And reconciliation means you're now a co-equal. He exchanged his life for yours, and now you're, you're in him. He's reconciled the world, the cosmos, to himself. Hallelujah. So we're supposed to tell people that. That's it. And Paul goes, I beseech you, be reconciled. Is that something you have to do? No, be is a human being. Just, would you just accept the fact you're already perfectly loved and righteous and holy? And the fact that you, you think it's still based on behavior is causing you to do more of the wrong behavior. Does that make sense? So to get right behavior, you know what we preach? He perfectly loves you in the middle of your nonsense. Does that make sense to you guys? Now, what they hear me saying is, you're just giving them a license to sin. I go, no, I'm freeing them from that sin. I'm freeing them. Does that make sense? You're still being condemned by it because you're not willing to accept that great news. And it's usually in the church. It's usually the people that have, I've been in the word for 40 years. I go, that means you're in perfect love for 40 years if you're really doing that. Because he is the message. He is the word of God. And I just don't see it much. Does that make sense? So, the... When you stop trying, you begin to live. That's what it really is. That's the old rest. The, the rest, the servanthood was a servant works, right? A servant's working, working, working. So that's the old covenant. That's a picture of, of all that is you got to work, 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 right? But in the new covenant, you're a what? A son in the house. You get to enjoy what the father provided for you. What did he provide for you? The whole kit and caboodle. Amen? What's lacking? Nothing. Except we need to sprinkle your heart with the blood of Jesus, meaning that you should have no more consciousness of ever have a distorted view of who you are. Even when you sin, what are you supposed to look at yourself? That's, I'm still him. That's me. Does that make sense? It says when you look at the law, what does it do to you? Shows you how bad you are, right? When you look at Jesus, walking in liberty, the spirit is what it says. See, a lot of people think the spirit is sitting there going, hum... I'm trying to hear you, Jesus. I've seen more whacked out decisions based on that than you can imagine. Walking in the Spirit, here, in, living in the Spirit, not that he doesn't talk to you, but it's out of this love. So it's ever this message that, that uh, he's not perfectly loving you and changing you. I just promise you it's not the right message. You're, you're hearing something that you're, you're not supposed to be hearing. Does that make sense? Walking in the Spirit is just the opposite of the flesh. A lot of people look at flesh as sinning, and it's, it's not. It's flesh is working in my own effort to be pleasing to God. And how many of you guys have ever fallen short there? Right? And then you look at the people that aren't even trying, and they just feel like they look like they're being blessed. Everybody see that? That was my experience. I'm, I feel like I'm being blessed all over the place. I get saved. Now i got to start doing all this stuff, and I go, this sucks, actually. <laughs> Let's go back to the old way. It was actually easier. It's more fun. And life is good. Does that make sense? And so I think, I think he's in the all mundane things. Now, I believe if you really understand the good news, it is a blast. It's, a, it's really good news. But if it's condemning you at all, it's not good news. I'm just telling you, it's not. So how to, how to live a holy, set-apart life where you really, the, the kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace, and what? Joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the opposite of being in the law. 
You guys understand this? So being in the Spirit means that I'm perfectly loved because I'm in Christ Jesus. His life is now my life. Despite me, how does God see me? In Him. Does that make sense? Now, is that going to cause me to go out and be crazy? Actually not. That's the, that's the, that's the 180 degrees, the, what do they call it, out of phase, right, Joe? That, that, uh, that Christianity does not understand. They've been preaching law for 2,000 years or a little bit of it, a little bit of mixture of it where they go, doggone it, we're telling these people to behave and be better and stop doing this and don't do that. Stop struggling with this and don't do this and don't do that. And all, you know what it produces? More of it. So you know what they do? They double down. And they go, do this more. That's why the, the elder in Oklahoma City, when I pointed out his gluttony issue, he didn't like that. Right? Now, does, honestly, does, does, is, is God looking at him as a glutton? Not even close, man, because he keeps no record of wrong. Does that make sense? It's his own heart condemning him that he thinks that, I, I, I better not eat this. What's he going to do? Eat twice as much. <laughs> exactly right. It's this paradigm that people don't understand. So when you free people up, they think you're, you're preaching a life, a life of licentiousness, which you're not. You're preaching the thing that's going to get him to actually be, feel more loved, which also go, you know what? I, I am good looking. I don't have to do all this stuff. I'm, I'm perfect the way I look. I'm perfect in my weight. I'm perfect to whatever, whatever flaw we have. He sees us as the most beautiful spotless bride right now. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You start to experience that. Does that make sense? Your thyroid starts to get in. Everything starts to just work right. It's not like we were talking about last week. Like, ladies, we only need to cast Jezebel out of you. And that's just silliness. So, all right. Yeah, I want to read. Ron and I were talking about this. Is I, love, I love the secular stuff because they just seem to get it right a lot of times. But, uh, um, and I see that bang you know, my E on my Mac is not working very well. It's actually not. I've noticed that in the last couple of days, my E is not typing. So what do I have to do? Get a new Mac? Can I replace that E? All right. Uh, I want to, this is so good to me. I was sharing this with Barb, and I'll tell you the source here in a minute. Things are not brought into being, is what it's supposed to say, not being. Um, things are not brought into being by thinking about their opposites. Studying and think about disease does not achieve health. Do you guys understand that? I remember Joseph Prince sharing that um, they, uh, uh, Singapore had a, um, a big uh, kidney disease thing, right? Wasn't it that? Kidney or something? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it kidney disease? Is that what it was? Yeah? It was uh, kidney disease awareness or something like that. And the, the, uh, the increase of kidney disease in Singapore went up 25%. Exactly right. So we go, hey, studying about disease did not achieve health. Studying thinking about sin does not promote righteousness. What does it actually promote? More sin. And no one ever got rich by studying poverty. This is the clincher to me. Medicine as, as a science of disease, basically studying it, has increased disease. Religion as a science of sin has promoted sin. So this is, this, this, man. It's a, it's a crazy thing. It's, it's really, it's, it's so much easier than what we've made it. It's, so when you tell somebody they got to get into the word more, more often than not, they, they feel condemned because they're not doing it enough. Does that make sense? And they felt good about themselves until they went to your Bible study. Because you told them, you asked them how much they, they, they pray in tongues. Right? So I just lie to them. I just out-pray them. Because I know their game now. <laughs> so I remember, Jeff, Jeff, you know who I'm talking about. 
how long do you pray in tongues? I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I pray an hour a day. So I just stopped. I go, man, I prayed five hours yesterday. They go, oh. So I just lie to him now. So, well, how long do you fast? I did it for 31 days. I'm on my 31 day. It silences the nonsense, right? I tell him the truth afterwards. I go, no, man, I ate a hot dog today. What are you talking about? So, and I'm still healthier than you. Nanner, nanner, nanner. Right? Because I know where my health comes from. That's the, that's the whole deal. Does that make sense? So medicine as a science of disease has actually increased disease. Religion, as do something more, in order to be pleasing to God, actually produces more of what you don't want. Does that make sense? And economics as a study of poverty, filling the world with wretchedness and want, that's what it does. Right? So and if you keep reading, it's, it's the science of getting rich. I, I love it. So a lot of you guys get mad at it because it's secular, but it's actually real. He's just, he's just trying biblical things in a better way than most Christians understand it. And so as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if I think I might have kidney disease, what's, what's the probability of having it? It goes up. Does that make sense? If I think I'm a sinner, what is, what's the percent chance of, right? If I think if I eat that, it's going to cause cholesterol issues, what's the percent chance I have it? It goes up. Does that make sense to you? But you live with this thing like, man, you're free. You're free. Hallelujah. It's real. That's what I'm trying to show you. It's real. In fact, uh, you should go listen to Joseph Prince on the food one. So you think I'm making all this up. Go listen to Joseph Prince. Go look at it. It should be on YouTube or whatever on food. He goes, I, the, I got the most sick in my life when I was trying to get it from nutrition. When the doctors go, eat this, don't eat that, do eat this. He got so weirded out he couldn't eat anything but like brown rice and Almost died. So anyway, all right. Tony Robbins, another secular guy, but I love it. So I was just sharing, Ron and I were talking about this. Take all your negative thoughts and all of your negative emotions, trade them in for appreciation, and your whole life changes in an instant. Gratitude is what he's really talking about. In the beginning of that chapter, he goes, if I could show you one thing that radically changes everything about your life, your finances, your marriage, your everything, would you listen? And my ears perk up. He goes, it's gratitude. See, God is in everything. That's what I was trying to get at. He's in every particle. He's in everything. What, what was the study you did with the youth group with the rice or something like that? Or? How many jars of rice did you guys have? So they had three jars of rice. And so this is where like, the word of God is in every particle, right? Isn't that what we believe? That's what it says, so I hope you do. Um, so they had three, th three deals of rice, white rice, right? And then one you said negative things about. And then the other one you did what? Nothing. And then, and then the third one you were grateful, loving, caring, etc. right? You see plants do this all the time. You think people are weird, like they talk to their, their plants and it actually works because God is in every atom in the universe. Does that make sense? So what happened to the one that you were speaking negative to? It started to mold almost right away. And then the one that you were, what was the middle one? Oh, you did nothing? Ignored it? What happened? A little bit, but not nearly as moldy. And then the one that you said great things about? Pure white. Now, if that works for a stinking rice thing, don't you think that works for... His message divides everything. Soul, spirit, bone marrow. And it's not you memorize the Bible so you can spout some stuff. Most of you guys are killing yourself with it because you're not understanding the word of God is he loves you perfectly whether you understand that verse or not. Does that make sense? And we all know that. That's why gangs happen. People are trying to feel loved. It's, that's how we're designed. We're, we were designed in perfect love. It says in the beginning, 
uh, the word was with God. And if you look at that, literally in Greek, it literally means in the beginning, Jesus was face to face with the Father in a loving relationship. And then it says, scripture in, in Psalms 82, it says, the whole foundation of the world is out of whack. I made you Elohims. Elohims is plural, right? And really what that means is I made you to be in the family of the Godhead, plural gods, where we just, we were in fellowship together, Adam and Eve. We were in perfect harmony as a family in heaven. We, I made you that way, but your own, your own thing that you think that you're bad now and not loved by God is what causes all the nonsense. It's what causes all the things that you're trying not to do. I'm gonna show you in scripture. Does that make sense? So, Here's what I want you to get. If you're struggling with things, if you're struggling with, with sin, and, and I shared this last week a little bit, to, um, uh, uh, just because men, they, it's a huge issue, where, but the church has made it a worse issue. Where men, There's not a porn issue, guys. There's really not. There's a legalism issue. And so ladies, don't freak out about it. You know what I, what I tell them? If they go, man, I'm struggling with this, I go, man, you're perfectly righteous. And I'll show you where it literally goes away. But you and your willpower and you going, you better never do this. You know what it does to you? Stirs it up. I remember there was a, a, a really prominent pastor that fell from grace, which is not even what that means. It means Adam and Eve fell from grace because they believed the wrong thing, that they were sinners. They believed they were naked. God didn't look at them that way. He goes, I looked at you as perfectly loved yet. Does that, does that make sense? And so, but that scripture, it says this. It says, hey, you who are spiritual, does that mean we sit around and hum and, and fast so we can hear Jesus? I, I don't do that, honestly. I just believe I hear him all the time. I believe he's living his life through me. And his desire is my desire. That's what I really believe. I go, man, okay, that's a good idea. Let's, let's do fight night, Jesus. That sounds awesome. That's how I believe how simple it is. It really is. I think he made it so simple. He goes, man, I... My desire is your desire. I'm going to produce it in you. I'm going to live my life through you. You're just a dirt pile. Does that make sense? And my, I'm going to live my life through you. The, here's the mystery that was hidden before ages. Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'm going to take this dirt pile and I'm going to inject my life into it. Woo! Isn't that cool? So anyway, what was I talking about? The dirt pile. I got distracted. I was thinking about dirt pile all of a sudden. I am. No, I, but you know what I'm saying? Is... Uh, uh, you know how people get weirded out about all that. I just believe I hear him. And you know what? If I don't hear him, guess what happens? I still hear him. That's exactly right. Because it's Psalm 37, 4 and 5, we, we talk about this all the time. You got to put everything through the lens of Jesus Christ. Did he ever go, you didn't hear me? Right? It's just an inner, it's an inner thing. And uh, I think when you start worrying about whether you heard him or not, you start getting weird. And you actually make worse decisions. Typically, right? When you, I just believe that. Man, I've seen all these crazy things. Well, I went on faith. Well, that was dumb, but... Because um, did you want to do it? I really didn't want to do it, but I thought I heard God say it. He, he, he will confirm what you desire to do. That's what it says. Psalm 37, 4 and 5 says, you know, I will give you the desires of your heart. So you go, heart, what do you desire to do? And the Father's going, just pick. Well, what if I didn't hear you right? I don't really care. What if I didn't hear you right over here? I don't really care, because whatever you do, I'm going to bless. Just do. And they're humming, praying and fasting, trying to hear him. And I go, no, he's speaking through you 24-7, nonstop. You don't have to worry about hearing him. He's, he's giving you desires in your heart, and you go, man, that's what I want to do. Does that make sense? 
So when, you, when you're operating in pure love, you hear him. I'm just telling you, you hear him. He's not judging you ever. He's not mad at you. Well, he, if you hear the Holy Spirit tell you to stop eating hot dogs, he doesn't do that. He convicts you of righteousness, peace, and joy. Now, the, the whacked out religious stuff teaches you. He does that. Yo, if he convicts you of this, he's, he convicts you of righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness means what? Zadak, you're perfectly glorious as him. You carry the same weight as him. You're, you're, there's no unequalness on the balance scale anymore. You're not heavy. That's pretty wild, isn't it? So, anyway. Uh, did I finish that, Tawana? Hold on, go back. No, I didn't finish it. All right, so gratitude. Because he's in everything. He's in every molecule. He's, in every, uh, he's, he's, he's reconciled the cosmos to himself. If, if, if everything is new and he's reconciled the cosmos to himself, what are we waiting for? Right? See, I, for one, I'm not, not, I'm not, I don't have seeds in my basement. Because of the coming apocalypse. Does that, does that make sense? Because I just believe all things are new. I just believe all things are new. I just believe it. And I'm a son in his house. So, uh, you know what? If I think, uh, man, how many of you guys were, you were, you were in, you were an engineer during Y2K. Well, that was a disaster, wasn't it? All these people, Y2K, and the same thing right now, all these weirdos. I just had a guy like, we're raising $2 billion to, I forget how many meals they're going to put in containers in Montana. We've studied the map, and we're going to go to Montana. And like, so, yeah, it's on fire right now. Right. It's comical to me after a while. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Because they're not hearing the Father's perfect love that all things are new. I've reconciled the cosmos to myself. They're still waiting for it to be reconciled. He goes, I've already done it. All things are new. Right? Doesn't it say that? I've made you sit in heavenly places above all every other principle and power. So don't listen to any other principle that you got to do this or don't do that. I'm great. I'm, I'm, I am above that and you're in me. Follow me? So if there's any principle you're going to follow, you're perfectly loved in a son. That is above every other principle. So if you're not operating in that principle, it's a wrong principle is what he's telling you. It's not the devil of Colorado Springs and Manitou that the perfect thing. And that has no power until you believe that nonsense. Does that make sense? We cruise right through it. Do you feel that? No. No. Because I'm aware of him. Does that make sense? You didn't feel that? That was so dark and evil. No, man, that was, that was good ice cream. It was incredible, right? Anyway, all right, so gratitude. It doesn't matter what you appreciate. Love, joy, giving all trigger the same positive transformation. The shift in your focus creates space for your spirit to enter the game. You actually rewire your nervous system. You, you actually, I've, we've done this a lot with the heart math and healing codes and everything else. It actually starts because he's in every subatomic particle in your body. When you start operating and he loves me perfectly, you know what it does, starts to do to every, every cell in your body? It starts to rearrange it. And you start to experience life and life more abundantly. It's awesome to me. So when you start, this is what Ron and I were talking about. I go, when we start looking at the economy and all these different things and this and this and you know the, uh, oh, geez. I was just with a guy yesterday. Uh, we need to, uh, I shouldn't go there. Um, anytime somebody starts with we need to, I just, my antennas go up. I go, no, he did. We don't need to nothing. He did. Amen? We need to pray and fast for President Trump. And this is, this is Sodom and Gomorrah. And, the, you know, the, God needs the United States and all. <laughs> the reason this country is so powerful, guys, is because we used to believe that we were righteous. Now we believe righteousness is based on behavior. 
Does that make sense? And you know what it's producing? More wrong behavior because of that thought. So we start judging. God's not going to, he's not going to, uh, oh man, I've heard everything. God can't bless a nation where they, where they have, um, oh, pick one. Give me something so I don't say it. Yeah, God can't bless a nation that has abortion. You guys ever heard that? When you were dead in your sin, he came and reconciled you. How much more, now that you're righteous, is he going to bless you? See, that's the wrong idea. They're trying to base blessing on behavior, and it was never about that. The blessing was believing, the lack of blessing was believing the wrong thing, that God's mad at me because of my behavior, which actually produces wrong behavior, or it produces behavior that I hide from every, all of you. Does that make sense? And then judge other people. Because the same measure that you judge, if you're going to judge people based on the grace of God, or if you're going to judge people on the law, is how you will be judged. Not by him, you're going to condemn yourself. Your heart's going to condemn you. Does that make sense? So, I was like, I don't, well, you can pray and fast for President Trump, etc. I'm just going to share the good news, man, and change people's hearts, because that changes everything. Amen? So, I'm going to tell the, the woman, woman that just had an abortion, I go, man, he loves you perfectly. Stop listening to those retards over there with their signs. He loves you perfectly. If you've, if you've done one thing wrong, you're just as guilty as that, that lady just had the abortion. Get out of this religious nonsense, guys. Share the judgment of God is righteousness in him. Does that make sense to you guys? All right. Man, you know what? They'll, they'll weep. They'll cry. They'll go, God, they'll start to experience life in that little bit where you just, you, you finally represented Christ to her. So... Um, when you stay in gratitude, the shift in your focus creates space for your spirit to enter the game. You actually rewire your nervous system. When you, when you, uh, you know, Carolyn Leaf shows that. We just, I was just giving that rice experiment. When you start thinking negative, the economy, this, that, uh, I need to do this, and I'm not being diligent enough in my business, all those things, you know what it produces? It actually rewires your nervous system where you cannot experience life. And you're going to work harder and harder and try better and better. You're going to make another resolution. You're going to read another self-help book. And you're going to do something that you need to do instead of just be reconciled to him. Know you're perfectly loved and whatever you do, he's going to prosper. Hallelujah, man. Right? Right through your struggles, right through your addictions, right through everything. Isn't that awesome? And you're going to start to gradually rewire everything in you. And as a man thinketh in his heart, his real inner being, you start to believe that's what you really are. And you're not, you have no more consciousness of falling short again. You're just, you're just, you become a human being versus a human old covenant dude. With a little bit of good news mixed in. That make sense? So, you actually rewire your nervous system, training your mind to find the good in every situation. So your experience of life is one of thankfulness and joy. Isn't that awesome? So, all right. Let's, now let's, let's just show you the scripture because I got to show you scripture too because you get mad at me on that. All right. So, how do we, how do we actually, uh, see, and that's where I think, um, once I finally caught this, it's like, wow, the, the harder we try to be a better Christian, the worse it gets. And the, the less you try, and the less you're worried about whether you did something right or didn't do something right, whether it's hearing God, whether it's having enough faith, whether it's any of these things, because those are all just hurdles that we jump over, right? We've made faith, uh, faith was supposed to be our entrance, come boldly to the throne of God, and then we get preachers going, yeah, but it's dependent on your faith. Well, wait a minute. I thought I'm coming to the throne of grace. Amen. Yeah, but it's only on your faith. So we made it a level, which it, faith was just supposed to be the opposite of the law again. You had spirit, flesh, faith, law. Does that make sense? Where faith was, I can trust the righteousness and the character of Jesus despite my faith. 
my trust is in him because I know he'll always perform, whether my faith is like this or not. Does that, does that help you guys a little bit? All right. So Galatians 5.16, I say then, walk in the spirit. Does that mean humming and trying to hear God? Or whatever, praying in tongues with your group for 10 hours, that's not walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit is, I am perfectly righteous and holy, because he's getting after the Galatians going, Galatians, who bewitched you? You, you? you started this thing right. You started to believe that you were just perfect in Christ, and then somebody came in, and the Judaizers came in and said, no, that's not good enough, you need to do this. And we've just re- replaced it with, you need to hear God better, you need to stop doing that sin, you need to do this better, you need to do that better, everything but the good news. The good news is you're perfect in him. Yeah, but I'm not perfect. I know, that's what's amazing news. <laughs> if you were already perfect, it's not that good news. Then, it's, then, it's, uh, then you earned it is what scripture says, right? Now it's a debt. If you, if you deserved it, it's a debt. Follow me? So stop trying to deserve it. Just go, I am. Right? I am this. It's awesome. So I say then, walk in the spirit. It's the opposite of trying to be good enough to deserve God. Walking in the spirit is Jesus did everything, so I deserve God. Does that make sense to you guys? We've made the spirit a whacked out thing. And it's this really pretty simple thing. It was supposed to be this joyous, easy, uh, because trying to walk in the spirit, man, I, I mean, we did it. That's why I know how some of you guys are. Like, oh, God, we got to go to this course and 10 steps to hear God and all this. And did I hear you, Lord? I don't know. I'm, I'm punting, man, because I don't know if I heard you or not. And, and uh, I was telling you, I, it was fascinating to me, because even in the mundane things when I was a kid, um, uh, well, some of you guys know my friend, Dr. Nicholas Porter. You know, he didn't do any of this. He doesn't speak in tongues or anything like that, but I, I, we were, Ron and we were just with him, and uh, we were standing there, and all of a sudden he goes, oh. God just showed me, he solved a problem for me that we're gonna have nine months from now. That's what he said, honestly. And I didn't go, that's because you were praying in tongues all day. <laughs> He'd look at me like, no, I thought you were my friend. What are you talking about? Wasn't that real? I can't tell you what he said, but yeah, I can. He's, he's yeah, no, I won't. Because um, you religious guys would condemn it. It's like, I take joy in it, honestly. I'm like, God, that is so good because he's even in everything. Does that make sense? So uh, walking in the spirit just means walking in perfection. I'm perfectly loved as a son of God. All right? And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh is thinking that I need to do something to be pleasing to God. And you know what it produces? I'll show you. Anger, strife, murder, all the things you're trying not to produce. So, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, these are contrary to one another. They're opposites. They don't mix, is what he's trying to say. You gotta be one or the other. You gotta be, uh, um, you, you understand that. That you do not do things that, so here's what happens. If you're trying to be pleasing to God, what you, what's going to happen? It says it right there. So that you do not do the things you want to do is really what he's saying. So what happens? I'm just going to use the, the men's porn deal because it, it's so, the church has no idea what to do with it. And it's so stinking simple. It's so simple. Is go, you don't have a porn issue. He loves you perfectly. Well, I need an accountability partner. No, you're going to both do it. Because it says, you who are spiritual, restore them, lest you fall into the same sin. Does that make sense? So if you're going, stop doing that, you need an accountability partner, pretty soon, you, you know what your desire is starting to do? You fall into the same one. Because you're judging him based on that. So you guys understand what I'm saying? I'm not, I, ladies, relax. I'm telling you, this is good news for your husbands. They, they actually come out of it. It's fascinating. Once they feel good about themselves, they actually come out of it. And it's just gotten worse for the last 15 years. 
They have programs and studies. And, and I'm going, it's not the issue. They're doing things they don't want to do. Most men aren't going, man, I can't wait. They're not, that's not what they want to do. They're, they feel guilty about it because the church has beat them up over it. And I go, no, you're righteous in Christ. I promise you it'll go away. The more you start to believe that. That's walking in the Spirit, okay? They think walking in the Spirit is, if you're walking in the Spirit, you wouldn't have done that. No, walking in the Spirit is, even if I did that, I'm still righteous in Jesus' name, and it's not going to become this forbidden fruit, and I'll start to do the things I really desire to do. Does that help you guys? So, all right. And it doesn't matter. I just picked one. So um, we could pick a ladies' one, too. Um, stop nagging your husband. That would be a good one. Um, <laughs> that would be a good one. So I don't want to pick on only the guys. Does that make sense? But it's just a primarily, it's a, the church has just got this thing all crazy. So, these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So that's what he's saying. These are opposites. Go to that next slide real quick, Tawana. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are, King James says, obvious or evident. So if any of these things are going on, just know you got a little bit of mixture. Which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, the like, which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Does that mean they're not going to heaven? Not even close. Because based on your deal, they said something when they were 13. Right? I'm just, I'm just doing what most of the church believes. Right? No, they got that thing, and they asked Christ in their heart, and they said some things, and they dumped in the water, and they're out. <laughs> exactly right. I'm with you 100% there, but I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get you to think a little bit so you can start experiencing how really simple this is. Does that make sense? So, but the fruit of the Spirit, so it says, listen, if you think that your righteousness is based on your behavior, whether you're good or not, does that make sense? What's going to happen? Go back to that list real quick, Tuana. Do you like any of those? So Jesus, how many of you guys think Jesus was a grace preacher? I'm setting you up on this one. He was hyper-law, man. If we want to be more like Jesus, let's talk like it, right? So who did Jesus get after? Why? Because what, what did the Pharisees tell people? Hey, woman, the Bible says you're not very good because you had an abortion. To the woman who had an abortion, I'm just picking one because it was the adultery. So he goes to the woman with the abortion. What did Jesus do? He wrote in the sand twice. The second time, he goes, as if you've never broken it because it's under the mercy seat in me. Does that, does that make sense? Now go and sin no more. It literally means now never have a distorted view of who you really are. You've always been perfect and righteous and loved in my eyes. That's the message we're supposed to be sharing. Does that make sense? And now she won't have a guilty conscience and do all these things. Does that help you guys? So the, the ability to get out of all this stuff and start to, start to do what you really desire to do. Like you envision this person, whatever you envision. I don't know what it is, whether it's a successful business guy or a great marriage, etc. The more you get out of condemning yourself, thinking that I, I didn't do this and I, I hate messages that you got to do this enough. Does that make sense? Or do this more. I don't like it. Like you're, you're, you're getting up your willpower to go because you're going to crash and burn. And I, and I just wait for you. Because all of a sudden they get angry. Right? Because the thing they don't want to do, they're doing. 
and they're trying to willpower it out, and it's the exact same they're doing. So well, what's, the, what's the way out of this? Walk in the Spirit. That literally means I'm perfectly loved and righteous, not by my behavior, but by my, I realize that I'm in Christ. I'm not sinning anymore. I realize that I am perfectly in his image. Right? Does that make sense to you guys? It's kind of a weird thing. because it. See, we, we get so hung up on behavior. The behavior is going to be a byproduct of, of believing that you're perfectly righteous. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you think because I still struggle with this sin, I'm still a sinner, Right? That's all I did with the, the gluttony dude. I just responded with the law to him because he was pointing the law at everybody else. And it's easy. I, you could point the law at me in a zillion things, right? So I'm not up here going, I'm, I'm more righteous than you. Trust me. If you know me, I'm like, jeez. No, I actually believe the good news because I'm involved in this deal. Does that make sense? And he still blesses me like crazy. I'm like, that's amazing news. Whew. So glad it's not based on me. Amen. And the guy's struggling hard. They've got gnashing of teeth because they're outside of, they're, they're in outer darkness. They don't, under, they don't have the light that they're perfectly in Christ. Is this make, starting to make sense to you? So Jesus preached hyper law to the guys that were trying to be based on the law, right? So he tells the guy, hey, if you've even looked at a woman, you've committed it. And that's what happens. You know, this lady had abortion. God can't bless this country because of this abortion. You're going to produce more of it. Good job. Good job. You and your sign, you're going to produce more of it. We should be over there. He loves you perfectly. He's never not loved you. Does that make sense? That will actually stop it. Does, does this make sense to you? All right. So, now the, so but the fruit of the Spirit, what is, what is walking in the Spirit? Knowing I'm perfectly loved despite my behavior. Did Adam and Eve, were they perfectly loved by the Father even though they ate the whole food apple? Because <laughs> it's not even about food. That's, what, I, I, that's why it's, it falls, breaks down in a second. But anyway. Um, well, those are types and shadows of Jesus. And Jesus comes along and he says, listen, guard your heart with all diligence. That's the garden I'm talking about. That's the soil because whatever you're going to put in that heart is what you're going to produce 30, 60, 100 fold. So if you're going to produce condemnation, you know what you're going to have? Condemnation, 30, 600 fold. Your body's going to break down. Follow me? You're going to be run to Whole Foods. <laughs> He's like, no, he's not talking about food there. He's, he's, he's just, he's, it's a type and shadow of something that's going to happen in Jesus, right? He's really talking about this thing, this heart. That's the soil. So, all right, but the fruit of the Spirit, by you believing that you're already perfectly loved, produces what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there's no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. Don't you know the old man is dead? That's what he's trying to say there. I'm going to read it out of the Mirror Bible. Francois de Toine will be done. Okay? Is this making sense to you guys? So I'm trying to get across to you that how, if, if, there, if there's things about your life you want to change, you know, you know how you do it? You lay in bed. And put good things in your heart. Honestly, that's what you do. You don't think about, it. if you're trying to get healthy, you don't think about your disease. And you don't think about whether you read your Bible enough, did this enough, did that enough, because the things you don't want are the things that are going to happen. Right? What I do is, it's such a, see, that's where, like, all the, the if you truly understand this grace thing, they have to, they have to criticize you of licentiousness. That's what, that's what they did to Paul. So you saying that you're just giving them a license to sin? No, I'm giving them the antidote of it. I'm, I'm teaching them that, that grace is the, the thing that 
teaches them to deny ungodliness. The goodness of God leads you to metanoia. Does that make sense? Lord, I, I didn't deserve Jack and you still blessed me. I know, that's why it's good news. Right? Does that make sense to you guys? And then, then, then you can start trusting his character. Because it's not based on, it's, it's uh, I think you're getting this. All right, let's just read this out of the mirror Bible. Anybody get, pick up this Bible? This is so good. Isn't it good, Vicky? It's incredible. I know Kurt and Katie and a lot of those guys up in Montana do it. So I'm going to read this. Um, the best, I'm starting at verse 15. The best efforts on the legalistic mindset, basically, uh, I'm eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and paneros. Goodness is going to come, it's the Greek word for evil is paneros. No, that too. <laughs> no, that's, that's the tree of life. So if we're going to eat at Panera after this, no, that's good news, right? I don't, even ask, I don't even ask if it's GMO free. I just eat it. Just like Paul. This, was, this, was, uh, uh, this food was given to idols? Praise God, man. Eat. That's what Paul says. And we get all whacked out. Was that? Don't be unequally yoked and pray over that. I just eat. Thank you, Lord. This is good stuff. Eat, right? That's what he's saying. Be thankful because it's the, the lack of gratitude is what's going to kill you. Not because you prayed over it and sanctified it. Sanctification comes because you have it now. He gave it to you. So everything he's given, it's sanctified. Praise God. And you guys heard me say that. I had a friend just go, you're going to pray over that or just get heartburn later? I'm not going to pray and you're going to get heartburn. Oh. <laughs> worry about it. Really, it's just crazy. All right. The best efforts under legalistic mindset sooner or later end up in strife, backbiting, tearing one another apart, devouring and consuming one another. It gets ugly. That's why I love this translation. It gets ugly. See how divorce destroyed love dreams. Ex-business partners fighting one another in court. Consider how worthless life becomes in war. Verse 16, I conclude, let the spirit be the dominant influence in your daily walk and see how it defeats the cravings of the flesh. So when you realize that I am perfectly loved and righteous despite my behavior, it actually starts to crucify those desires. By me telling people to stop doing this, if you're doing this, God won't bless you. If you're doing this, do this better, do this more, etc. That legalistic mindset sooner or later ends up blowing up is what he's trying to say. Because somebody's going to do it better, somebody's going to do it more, somebody... Look unto me, the author and completer of the faith. Look at me. I'm, I'm who you are today. I'm your identity. Everything that's in me is now you. Now don't walk away and forget what you looked like. That's what scripture says, right? If, how many of you guys want to be the doer? How, how many of you guys want to walk with Jesus and do him? You know what it says? Look at him and then don't forget that that's who you are. That says doing the works of God. Don't walk away and go, no, I just sinned over here. That, that. Fast more, whatever. Does that make sense? He goes, no, that is not doing the works of God. That you're, you're unstable. That's who you are. So don't, don't be like somebody who looks, looks in the mirror and go, what color is my hair? And you walk away and go, what color is my hair? Only Laura has to worry about that. <laughs> so, she looks beautiful, doesn't she? So <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Sorry, Laura. I think she, I think she looks awesome. Uh, the best difference under the legal mindset create nonsense. I conclude, let spirit be the dominant influence in your daily work and see how it defeats the cravings of this flesh. The spirit is satisfied by the love law, the revelation of grace. Flesh, me thinking I have to be good enough based on what I do, craves to prove and gratify itself by the DIY law, the do-it-yourself law. Faith defeats flesh. 
Not, I have enough of this, that's going to defeat flesh. Faith is, I am perfectly righteous by the obedience of one man. That's what faith is. Does that make sense? Just like Abraham represented nations, that was a picture of Jesus, Abraham's faith represented nations. By one man's obedience and faith, I am perfect. That's faith. Does that make sense? Now we've made it levels. No, you've actually just defeated what Abraham and Jesus did for you. They didn't have a level. He said, I'm going to go, when they go into this promised land, I'm going to bless them, not because of anything they do, even their, even their words there. I learned how to speak it and none of that. He goes, I'm going to bless them because the promise I made to the fathers. Now they're going to go in there and think it was them because they are so good and they hear God so well and they read the Bible and they pray in tongues and they can quote scripture and say all these things better than somebody else. But sooner or later, it's going to blow up in some area of their life. That's what he's trying to say. With me? All right. While the... I conclude, let the Spirit believe that your perfectly righteous and love be the dominant influence in your daily walk. While the law of works still features in your mind, it's a catalyst to disaster. You are caught in the middle of a war zone, wanting to do things you desire, but finding the flesh is a strong resistance to what the Spirit desires. Those are the two trees, the flesh and the Spirit, represent two opposing forces of influence. What do you believe? Do you believe that you're a sinner or do you believe that you're perfect? Eat from that tree. That's what he's saying, right? Two separate mindsets, external to the real person. Those who are led by the Spirit are free from the law of personal performance. The influence of the flesh is obvious, and that's why we say once, once you think that you have to, you're, you're, um, if you're trying to look like Jesus, if you're trying to be a better person, it's going to be obvious what's going to happen. You're going to be an angry Christian, judgmental about everybody and everything except for your gluttony. <clears throat> Got me there. Does that make sense? I touched where he wasn't better than somebody. And that's what will happen, I promise you. The, the, the tree you judge them from, you yourself will get judged from it. So if you go, man, God loves them perfectly, they're sinless, you know what that does for your heart? <sighs> that's how I'm judged. Because I'm not condemning myself, okay? God never judged any. He just goes, I didn't judge, I came to save. So I'm gonna drop down to verse 24. Those who understand that their righteousness is of Christ, meaning Christ is the genitive case, meaning... Their righteousness is what Christ did. Can you change that based on your behavior? No. Because it's of him. By one man's obedience, you've been perfect forever. And that does not come as a reward for their ability to keep the law. Having discovered that their flesh, with its dictates and lusts, were crucified with Christ. You guys get this? So you realize that even though I sinned, I am dead to it. Does this make sense to you guys? Don't forget sin is hamartia, without form. I'm believing the wrong thing about myself. When he told that woman, go and sin no more, he goes, never forget when you look in that mirror that you're perfect in my eyes. That is literally what he's saying there. Not stop being a, doing this. Because how many guys ever think she sinned again after that? Pretty sure she did. Does that, does that make sense? So sin is never forget that that's who you are even though you just messed up. And that will produce a more righteous life than you trying to produce it yourself. That's why I don't talk about it as much. Because I just want to share the good news because I know that's going to produce more. And if you're not experiencing all these things, just check yourself. Do you have a little legalism in there? It's obvious is what it says. You know, I look at stuff and I, I, I see people, etc., and I go, oh, it's obvious. What's going on? It's obvious. That's what it says. It'll be evident. Follow me? So, does that help you guys? All right, get to your feet. Ah. <sighs> Hopefully this makes sense. I went a little longer. I apologize. Just, I, I, so how do you live a righteous, holy, set-apart life and be more like Jesus? Lay in bed. That's exactly right. I, you trust in him. Trust in his character, his faithfulness. Exactly right. 
Because when we are unfaithful, he cannot deny himself is what it says. He remains faithful. No, no, it's when your belief is above your unbelief, guys. When you were dead in sin, right? He died for you. How much more? See, that's what we're supposed to have our trust in, not levels. Does that make sense? Now, I get it. it technically, it is your faith, but it's really this trust. I go, it's not trusting my little peanut faith, right? It's trusting that, God, even though I'm a screw-up, he is faithful. I can have trust in that and start experiencing his life. That's how fearfully and wonderfully we're made. So do you believe you're perfectly righteous? Even if you don't, just start putting that in your heart. Go, man, he loves me perfectly. Man. There's the rest of the new covenant. Does that make sense? So now you can just freely, whatever it is. So Father, we love you. We magnify you. We just thank you that by Jesus' perfect obedience, his perfect act of love, he was never mad at us. He's never kept any record of wrong. It was the enemy that taught us that we were lacking something because of our behavior, which actually produced more wrong behavior. So Father, I just thank you that when we realize that your perfect love for us, that you love us, any of you that are parents, grandparents, um, some of you guys even love your pets, if you understand that level of love, how much more does the perfect love make that just seem silly? That's how beautiful and magnificent his love for us is. And if you can understand that, it'll start to change everything in your life. And everything just starts to flow. You start operating that land of flowing milk and honey. So Father, we just thank you. Just let their heart just be settled that they can trust you. Your character never changes based on your, their behavior. You love them perfectly. We just thank you that let that message divide asunder unto spirit, soul, bone, and marrow. Touch every cell in their body. Father, I just thank you for perfect act of health. In Jesus' magnificent name. I thank you that it repairs every synapse in their brain and their nervous system so the, chemical, the wrong chemicals stop being produced. Father, we just thank you that there's no bipolar in here in Jesus' magnificent name. There's no cancer in Jesus' magnificent name. Cells heal up because of his perfect love in their bodies right now in Jesus' magnificent name. Father, we just thank you for that. Mm, something with it. Just something with the left foot. Father, I just think that that foot is healed in Jesus' magnificent name right now. You don't have to do anything, believe anything. He just loves you perfectly. Let that just settle into your heart and touch every cell in your body. So, Father, I thank you for supernatural marriage restorations. I don't know how you're going to do it. Just do it in Jesus' magnificent name. Let them give a glimpse of your love for them, that you keep no record of wrong for them so that they can start operating in perfect love in their marriages. Father, let them start operating in perfect love with their children, their grandchildren. Father, just let them just display you. And we just thank you for all of it. We thank you for the greatest week in their businesses, supernatural things, whatever we can think and imagine, you do exceedingly abundantly more this week. In Jesus' magnificent name, amen, amen, amen.